Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. So good. How are you all doing? We're okay. Fair to middling, you know. You know, oh, well, I've had an okay week, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, how do you expect me to answer that question? Hey, um, why don't you turn to the person next year? Just uh, don't make it too awkward, all right, um, if you don't know them that well. But maybe just maybe look them in the eye. I don't know if that, that might be the awkward part. Just turn to the person next year and tell them, you're a gift. You're a gift. You're a gift. You're a gift. Hey, it doesn't take that long. <laughs> Turn to the person on the other side, your second choice. Uh... <laughs> I was just, uh... I was just thinking, sorry, that's an oldie but a goodie. Um, I was just thinking as the team was leading us in worship, just what a gift they are to us, eh, you know? Uh, just what a gift to be able to come and just worship, you know, what a gift to be able to share communion together and be just orientated towards the, the, um, the base of what Christ has done for us, uh, where it all kind of stems from. And what a gift we are to each other, eh? You know, life's precious. How many have been enjoying the Olympics? Lisa Carrington, eh? Hey, what a gun. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up the cycling, Greg, but uh... <laughs> hey, it's awesome to, um, to just be together and to, to focus around, you know, gathering together, worshipping and around God's word. By the way, if we haven't met, um, I'm Stanley uh, on the team here as one of the pastors at Coast Vineyard, which is a great privilege of mine. And, uh, and it's awesome to have you here. And particularly, you know, if you're watching with us online, you're a part of this as well, as we've uh, referenced today already. But it's just, it's great to focus around God's word. And, 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 I, and I think that what just I have on my heart to, uh, to share um, this morning, I think it's just really pertinent for where, for where we're at, and particularly to just praying into those situations earlier on uh, with Miriam, with Gail, and, uh, you know, and, and many other circumstances that we find ourselves in, which I'll, I'll get to in a moment. But before we go there, let's, uh, let's just pray. Eh? God, we, we do, we just pause to thank you and to continue to invite you in, Lord, into this moment, into just gathering around your word, but into our hearts, Lord. We, we are not after an academic exercise. We are after an encounter with you. So Father, as we focus around your word in these next few minutes, Lord God, would you change us? Would you grab our hearts afresh and anew, whether it's New info or old info, Lord God, would you do something fresh in our lives and our hearts to, to draw us closer to you? Because we know that you love us and that you're for us and that you recognize the gifts that are in this room uh, as well as we recognizing the gift that you are to us. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? I was um, standing on the sideline at soccer, uh, my oldest daughter, Alice's soccer game, uh, just last weekend, and I was, I was having a conversation with one of the other dads that I'm, I'm sure is probably not an unfamiliar conversation to relay um, for many of us. He was, he was talking about the fact that he was in a, in a, a social setting, 
He had some other neighbors around. He kind of knew these people, but they weren't like close, close friends. And uh, he was there with his wife. And, uh, and he just had that awkward realization that he really strongly disagreed with what seemed to be the pertinent opinion in the room. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was, it's always so hard to know. That, is it just that the loudest, loudest voices that are being heard, are they really the opinion in the room, or is it, in fact, everyone's opinion in the room? But he, he just had that, that sort of awkward sort of, oh, I just... And it wasn't so much in the opinion as such that was the awkward part, although, of course, he did disagree, it was in the way that that opinion was being expressed and communicated. <laughs> I, I won't tell you the, the topic of conversation, but I'm sure that you can guess one of the hot topics uh, you know, that we've got swirling around at the moment, that whether it be in a, an encounter like that that you may have well have had around the, the office table or, uh, or on social media, uh, where you just recognize, ah, oh, it's just... Oh, you know that, that, that feeling inside when, you, when you, whether you're either observing this conversation or you're face-to-face with someone or you're, you're watching the conversation unfold and that, that, that anxious feeling on the inside that kind of wells up within you, oh, I just, I really disagree with what you're saying and I don't quite know how to tell you or, or should I? Now, some people in the room, that's not, that's, you're, you're fine with that. No? <clears throat> You know, we don't go kind of too long these days without some sort of reference to a hot topic that is we're in conflict with. You know, I could mention any number here, and we would be in conflict with each other of our opinions and the the thoughts and the the way that we would view things. It's just life, right? It's just community. It's like. We don't, go, we don't go long without some sort of reference to the, the challenge that we have in society at the moment of our levels of anxiety. Yeah, I think it was Matt who mentioned last week, you know, our suicide rates. If you go to that nth degree, you know, are terrible in New Zealand, especially amongst our young people. There is this, there is this anxiety that is very present in our community. And, and, and sometimes it's very kind of in our face and like in one of those conversations that, we, that I just described. And sometimes it's a bit more sort of under the surface. And as I've just been kind of thinking and brewing about what to talk about this morning, I want to talk about some of the things that, that rob us of the peace that God intends for us. And, and what is the promise of God? You know this, the gift of peace. The gift of peace that for every single one of us, and if you're a Christian here today, and and I'm not assuming that everybody in the room as a Christian has made that decision to, to embrace God into your life and into your heart. Maybe you're watching with us online, you haven't kind of stepped in, so to speak, but if you're here and that, by the way, that's awesome that you're with us. But if you're here and you are a Christian, or you're watching and you are a Christian, there is this gift of peace that the God of peace, 
that's it's actually available to every single one of us. And I just want to, I just, more than a sort of an academic exercise this morning, I just, just that sense of wanting to step into the peace. If you live in the peace of God, man, you have such an opportunity to bring impact to the people around you. Our, our world is desperately in need of peace. For us as a community, imagine if this place, where someone, no matter the background, no matter what circumstance, no matter what the weeks look like for them, they walk into a community of people that is infiltrated and filled with peace. that yes, of course there are differences of opinion, there are differences of approach to life. But yet because of the peace of God that we carry in our hearts, there is a way that we find to do community well together. The gift of peace and my my kind I guess my hope and my prayer over over just talking about this is that that wherever you on that metaphorical sort of sliding scale of peace, wherever you kind of sense that you may be right at the moment, my hope and prayer is that you would just dig that little bit deeper into the peace of God. That maybe it's a new thing for you, or maybe it's a thing that you've heard hundreds and hundreds of times, but yet there is just an invitation to go that little bit more. Embrace it that little bit further. The gift of peace. Does that sound helpful? <laughs> Phew. The Bible actually has a huge amount to say <laughs> about peace. And uh, I'm not going to pretend to sort of try and cover everything, um, but I do want you to turn into Philippians 4. You know, by, both before I get there, both through the, the Old Testament, there was much reference. So before Christ came, the, the part of the Bible that's talked about before Christ came, there's, there's much reference to peace. And then, of course, once Christ himself comes, and it's not just directed to people in, in good times. It's, it's, it's this promise of peace no matter the circumstances. Peace that can come as a result of Jesus coming and living and dying. What we just, what we just celebrated with communion, we have this opportunity to step into. The Apostle Paul, who wrote a huge amount of the New Testament, he often uses the greeting, grace and peace. Grace and peace. So Philippians 4, uh, you're welcome to turn it on, you know, use on your phones or whatever, and we'll, we'll put it up on the screens. Philippians 4, uh, he's writing to the church in Philippi, and they say that um, apart from Philemon, uh, which is another small book uh, in the Bible, this is Paul's kind of warmest letter. You know, it's, it's obvious that he has real affection uh, for the people at the church in Philippi that he's, he's writing to. Philippians 4, verse 1 and 9. We could choose so many different passages of Scripture to look at, honestly, but I just want to kind of bounce 
and use this particular passage as a springboard to talk about this gift of peace that God offers us. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. That's that, that warmth of language, you know, you can hear it in the way that Paul is speaking to these people. In verse 2, I plead with Iodias and I plead with Sintisha. YouTube that, lots of different ways of pronouncing that. I'll just be confident and, you know, you'll think that I'm correct. Um, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. So there's, there's clearly this issue, right? There's two people, and they are in conflict with, with each other, uh, and he is, he is appealing to the people that he's writing to to help them, help them to resolve this thing that's going on. And then he kind of switches focus a little bit. He kind of switches gear here, and he goes from talking about the, the individuals to talking in more general terms, all right? In verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, here it is, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A peace that transcends all understanding, not dependent on the circumstances that we find ourselves in, that is transcendent in all circumstances. Even in the middle of turmoil and conflict, peace. In verse 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace, this gift of peace that is offered to us. And this, this word for peace that's in, in here, it's used in Philippians, but it's also the majority of times where we see the word peace that's used in the New Testament is this Greek word, irene. Again, pronunciation, please bear with me. Irene, okay? And really, that is a translation from the Hebrew word that's used in the Old Testament, shalom. Now, there are millions of people around the, around the world at the moment still use this word shalom to greet each other, right? This Jewish greeting, shalom, peace. And it's a word with a real, rich, full meaning. <laughs> I've got a picture here. And it is that. If you're a parent here, I know this, <laughs> those, those moments, ah, peace 
and quiet. <laughs> that, can be, that can be kind of minimal at times. But. And it, it is that, but it is also this next picture. Famous picture, you know. Peace in the middle of turmoil. It is this, this full sense of peace and well-being. well-being. Um, Tim Keller, uh, who's a, a well-known uh, American uh, pastor and, and theologian, Shalom experienced is multidimensional, complete well-being, physical, psychological, social, and spiritual. It flows from all of one's relationships being put right with God and with or within oneself and with others. The God of peace, shalom. And really this morning, it's, it's these three areas of peace that I just want to kind of dig into a little bit. This idea of peace with God, with ourselves, and with others. Side note, Andy Stanley, uh, good last name, um, talks about if you keep talking and speaking about things that you find challenging, you'll never run out of content. So I am very much speaking to myself this morning, as much as I am speaking to you. The challenge that I have, that we have, of living in this fullness of the gift of peace that's offered to us. Peace with God. There's many other religions around the world that will try and, you know, you have to work your way into having some sort of status of peace with, uh, you know, a, a deity. But within our Christian faith, within the life of Christ, is this gift of peace that it is offered freely to us. And like I say, it's not, it's not new to the New Testament, but because of Jesus that we see come into the New Testament, we have this opportunity to step into, to embrace this gift of peace for ourselves. So, for example, Isaiah 9 verse 6, speaking about Jesus, for us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called... Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This promise of the one who would come bringing the peace of God into our world. Then in Romans 5, 1 and 2, listen to how Eugene Peterson in the Message Version puts it. He says, By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, Set us right with him. Make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master, Jesus. And that's not all. I love, I love this line. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his doors to us. 
We find ourselves standing where he always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise like we heard in communion earlier on. It's great language, isn't it? You know, we throw up, we get to that point of opening up our lives and our hearts to God, and we find that he's already thrown open his heart and life to us. Look, you may be here, and like I said, you know, just a few moments ago, you might not have, you might not be a Christian. You might not have had that experience of life with God, and maybe you're just sussing it all out. You're trying to kind of work out how this all kind of rolls. There are many people in the room right now who would be able to describe to you what it felt like to first open up their hearts and their lives to God and to have that warm embrace, recognition of God having thrown open his heart and his life to us. I, I, I remember what that peace of God felt like for the first time, even as a, as a team, you know, I mean, particularly in times of worship and just, and just kind of recognizing, man, this is, this is weird. This is good. This is unlike anything I've actually experienced before. It, it, it's, it's like um, a warm, open fire on a cold winter's night, except a hundred times better. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's actually, it's not like anything else that we can find in our world. And deep down inside every single one of us is this desire for peace. That gift is it's open to you. If you're in that place of sussing out God, that gift of peace. It's just simply it's just simply an invitation away, you know? A prayer just to say, God, I don't know what this looks like. Would you come fill me with your peace? Maybe you came with someone this morning, or maybe you're watching online and you've got other friends who are Christians, chat to them about it, ask them about it. The gift of peace with God. Sometimes we kind of use that, the question, have you, have you found your peace with God? You know, and sometimes we, we refer um, that question, we ask that question around the, when we recognize it's the end of somebody's life or coming to the end of somebody's life. Have you found your peace with God? But it doesn't, it doesn't need to be a question that's reserved for that moment. It's a, it's a great question for all of us to ask. Have we found our peace with God? With God, stable, solid, inviting, like home. Then there's contained within this invitation peace with with ourselves. For some of us in the room, this is the most challenging part. You can you can have peace with God, and you might even be able to be alright peace with other people, but. Actually, living with peace within yourself is the battle. Shalom. Peace. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, 
with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Who would have thought that mental health issues would have been important to the Apostle Paul and to the early church? It's kind of like the Bible has something to offer. (laughs) If you're anxious about anything... Pray. It's kind of it's like one of those you know if you're in a life group setting, uh, so the person kind of leading the discussion asks a question you're not quite sure how to answer. Stock standard good Christian answer: pray, pray and read your Bible. Just offer that you'll you'll go well. <laughs> so simple yet so profound. If you are concerned about something, if you are anxious about something, pray about it. Ask the God of the universe to come and help. And you think, oh, but it's just such a little thing. There's a, a cliched saying, but it's very true. If it matters to, to you, it matters to God. You can pray about the fact that you're worried about it rather than the thing. The God, I shouldn't be worried about this thing. Well, pray about the thing that you are thinking about that you're not worried about, that you shouldn't be worried about, that you are worried about. Just pray. <laughs> I had one of those discussions with my um, spiritual director a little, just a few weeks back. <laughs> it's like, I, I shouldn't be worried about this. Well, you are worried about it, so let's talk about it. Let's pray. Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Rather than letting the worries of this world, the anxieties of life, the concerns of how it all is all going to play out, instead let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Because, as Proverbs points out, 14 verse 30, a heart of peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. <laughs> it's a gritty way of saying it, isn't it? But it gives life and health to you, doesn't it? If you live with that sense of peace within yourself, it makes a difference. Shalom. That is your gift. You are able to walk and live in peace with yourself. The other encouragement that Paul gives is to be mindful of what you dwell on to be mindful of what you're thinking about, to dwell on what is good and noble and right. In the message version, again, in in verse eight of Philippians four, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Or we could do a whole series on this. <laughs> what is it that we're dwelling on, that we're thinking about? If we want to see the reality of the peace of Christ in our lives, what is it that we are thinking about? We have a, a saying in our family that's become affectionately known as WCS. So if we recognize that someone has been uh, thinking this way, uh, acting this way, we will spot it out. WCS, worst case scenario. If we can say, oh, you, you know, what's going to happen? It might all go wrong. We might get, not get it. Hey, 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 WCS. Worst case scenario. Why, why, why are we filling our minds with WCS thinking? Worst case scenario thinking. Instead, 
Fill our minds. Let us dwell on things that are good, things that are wholesome and pure and noble and true. Are you at peace with yourself? Now that is a big question, and I don't pretend to just sort of, you know, in a couple of minutes, sort of sort it all out for you. (laughs) And I'd really encourage you that if that's a genuine battle for you, I'd really encourage you to to dig in, to talk about it at your life group, to, to talk about it with friends, to invite others to pray and to help you in that journey, to go and see a good counselor. Don't let the anxieties of life rule you. Instead, pursue that promise of peace with yourself that God offers, the gift of peace. Shalom. All right. Last area, you ready for it? You know what it is. (laughs) Now, I said that for some in the room, the challenge, the the biggest challenge is is, uh, the peace with ourselves. But for most in the room, (laughs) probably peace with others is the challenge. Shalom, yes, peace with God, peace with ourselves but also, importantly, peace with others. You know, this, this chapter in Philippians that opens up with this particular situation, these two individuals that are in conflict with one another, he addresses it. It's important to the community of faith. It's important that you resolve those issues Jesus, uh, in his most famous sermon, he, he starts out the Sermon on the Mount uh, with these blessed be statements, these be attitudes that have, they've come known as. And in verse 9 of Matthew 5, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Notice the, the subtle yet important difference. It's not the peacekeepers. It's not those that keep the peace. It's those that make the peace. Peace. Makers. Now, this is where peace gets gritty and difficult, but important. Our invitation is not just to simply sweep something under the carpet and kind of hope that, you know, but not saying anything. You know, no, 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 no. Peace with, as a community of people, we need to work at shalom, peace. With one another. That's where the tension of having a difference of opinion yet, yet being able to engage well with somebody else is important. It's fine for us to think differently about things. It's how we treat one another that's the important part within it. And it is a huge gift to our world, to your world. Massive. If you can be a person of peace, if you can be a peacemaker within your workplace, with your friends, at school, at university, in your sports teams, in your music groups, wherever you find yourself, if you can be a peacemaker, if you can be bringing peace wherever you go, making peace, you will be a gift to the people around you. 
Shalom. Do we carry peace wherever we go when we look behind us at the aftermath of what we've just been involved in? That meeting that you had where there was conflict, that situation with your children, did it increase the peace? Now, I can hear you, I can hear you, but Stanley, hang on. There's like things in our society and our world that are happening right now that are a big concern. And some of our freedoms of faith that are being challenged or potentially challenged. There are all sorts of issues that we are not happy about. You expect me just to be peaceful and nice about it? No, no, no. I'm just saying that there is a biblical precedent for making peace. That yes, fight for the broken. Fight for those who don't have a voice for themselves. Be a person of justice and integrity. Disagree with your friends when needed. Correct wrong thought and action, but do it with love and to help to create peace. I need to wrap up. <laughs> Let me just finish with this cool scripture in James 3. And then I want to um, lead us through just a, a prayer that's um, from Lectio 365, the app that some I know are, are kind of following through. But James 3, you can develop, this is in the message again, you can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other. Treating each other with dignity and honor. What would your world look like if it was filled with peace? Your relationships, your places where you find yourself, your family. I'm preaching to myself. (laughs) With us as a community of people, what's possible? if we would be uh, people of peace. Not sweeping it under the carpet. Shalom. I noticed in um, this Lectio 3, uh, 365 app um, that Jacinda put me on to actually have been praying this prayer that I'd be, I thought would be really good for us. I'm just conscious of the invitation of God for many of us here that will just recognize maybe in one of these particular areas, maybe peace with God, peace with ourselves, peace with others. There's, a, there's just a bit of a sense of lack of peace for some reason. And I'd love us just to create some space to pray into that, to, to invite the presence of God. We cannot do this without the presence of God leading us and guiding us and equipping us to be able to live out this, this way of peace. Um, so in fact, um, Jack and Roz, why don't you guys come and join me? Thank you. And uh, I think it would be good to pray this prayer um, collectively, corporately, but then I think it would be also good just to, to give an opportunity for anyone here that recognizes that the kind of breaking of peace that's happened in your world, just at the moment. You know, we all go through those sorts of seasons, right? 
And it's good to recognize, to stop, and just to, to pray into them. So if we could put that prayer up. Thanks, Sean. I'll just read it, and then we'll pray it together, okay, just so that you're a little bit familiar. God of Shalom, I offer you my worries. I bring you my brokenness, and I surrender my striving. As I rest in your presence, I receive your peace. It's a beautiful prayer to pray, isn't it? Why don't we stand to our feet? And why don't we, uh, why don't we get all Anglican on it? And uh, I'm, you know, ex-Anglican, just just in case. I'm not trying to be offensive. Um, keep it the peace. Keep it the peace. <laughs> and why don't we pray this together? And then um, if you would like someone to stand with you, to pray with you about an area where you sense that you've lost that peace, if you'd be courageous enough to come forward and let us do that with you, we'd love to be able to do it. Just to pray into that that area. And just before we do that, as, as uh, we're just, I'm just conscious that um, you, you may well be here and this, this is a, a significant moment and opportunity to you because you recognize the slippery ground or the shaky ground that you've been on. Let's pray this together. God of Shalom, I offer you my worries I bring you my brokenness and I surrender my striving. As I rest in your presence, I receive your peace. Let's do it one more time. God of Shalom, I offer you my worries. I bring you my brokenness and I surrender my striving. As I rest in your presence, receive your peace. Father, we open up our hearts. We recognize the need that we all have to find peace. Thank you for the gift that is on offer. Like any gift, Lord God, we would choose to receive that gift to open it, to explore its contents, and to embrace it for ourselves. Let your peace come, even right now, right here in this moment. anxious heart. 
be a people that would walk in that peace, eh? If you want someone to come to pray with you, we'd love to be able to do that. Uh, I'm going to just kind of wrap us up there. If you need to go, you're welcome to stick around, tea and coffee, stay as long as you like. But if this is that opportunity for you to put your feet on solid ground, would you come forward? Just let us minister, let us pray for you. We'd love to walk that journey with you. begin to slip out of your seats if you need to. Come on forward and then bless you. Shalom. Thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.